Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of John. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail your questions to the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blutville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, here is Dr. Hill with today's lesson. Welcome to the Bible Class. We are continuing our study in the Gospel according to John. And we are on that great teaching from Jesus Christ our Lord about the bread of life in John chapter 6. We are almost getting to the meat of the passage. I think it's all full of meat, if you will. We're certainly getting to the bread of the passage. When they had asked Jesus, what do we see, what sign have you given us, or what sign can you give us, that we might believe. Here's what the verse says specifically in verse 30. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? What works are you doing? Now again, I remind you that this is the day after 5,000 people have been fed with virtually nothing. Three small fish and five barley loaves. Three sardines and five biscuits, basically. And they ignore that. Here they are looking for physical um, miracles, things that are in this temporal life that is all they can look for. They can't look for spiritual things because they're not looking uh, or understanding or seeing spiritual things anyway. Uh, so they're looking for the physical. They're looking for the miracles of the physical. And they ignore the feeding of the 5,000 plus, And here they are asking, what signs are you going to do? Now, would that have made you somewhat angry? Somewhat disturbed? I just fed 5,000 of you with nothing. What do you expect from me? Well, that wasn't Jesus's response. It might have been yours, it might have been mine, but it's not Jesus's response because he's God. We're not. He is God and we're not. You got to understand that. Some folks have never figured that out yet, that God is God and we are not God. It's important for you to understand you have limitations, and those limitations are so finite, so small. You're limited in everything you do. And we do nothing unless Christ strengthens us for the task. That's why it's so important to be close to Christ. That's why it's so important for us to be in Christ and move within him and to do the things that he would have us to do so that we are strengthened 
from God Almighty to be able to do what he's called us to do. Otherwise, we're off on our own, and that is not a comfortable position. Here in John chapter 6, they continued in verse 31, Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. In verse 32, Jesus answers truthfully, truthfully, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and giveth life unto the world. Now, here is something very important. They apparently, from the text, were ascribing the gift of manna to be something that their forefather, their patriarch Moses, gave to them. The truth is, it was from God Almighty. It was from his hand. That's number one. So let's set the record straight. It was God who gave the manna, the bread from heaven, the food from heaven, the heavenly uh, food. And this bread or food that came from heaven came from God, not from man. But Jesus expanded upon that, and he says, not only did Moses not give you that bread... And the Father gave it to you, but he also gave you the true bread from heaven. That's me. I am the bread of life. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. This is Christ speaking of himself. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. Now, this is the first time this term, Lord, which uh, is a stronger term than master, but it certainly encompasses the word master. It's the first time that John uses that, or the first time it's used in the book of John. And it's these, these followers, these uh, latchers on that have come to... Uh, see what kind of miracle can be done. And they say, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. In other words, uh, feed us forever. Feed us forever. Now, what did Christ, when he taught his disciples to pray, he gave the model prayer, uh, he did not say, Lord, give us our food forever, did he? He said, give us this day our daily bread. We're not going to need to eat physical food forever. Now, it's interesting to me that one of the joys of heaven is the fact that we have this beautiful supper uh, and we will have it with the Lord. And apparently it lasts a thousand years. I mean, it's in eternity, so you don't count it by years. But from the human timeline, that's what it looks like. Wow, 
the marriage supper of the Lamb. We talk about the wonderful food that's going to last a thousand years. And that's one of the glories of heaven. Wow. Now, I don't know what all that means. I just know that Jesus, in his glorified body, ate broiled fish. And, of course, there are people that have established diets based upon what Christ ate, ate after his resurrection. He ate broiled fish, so therefore, that's what we ought to eat. And there are others that have made diets on other things. But the uh, point is, Jesus, in his glorified, resurrected body, did eat. And if that's one of the joys of heaven, there will be no gluttony with it. There will be no fat added to it, and there will be no sorrow that comes with it. Because it will be glory. Interesting. Interesting. Here, Jesus is presenting himself as the one that gives life. Now, we know that when we eat something, this is what science would tell us, and medical science in particular, would tell us that when we eat something, that there are so many units of energy in everything that we eat. For example, if you eat celery, there are very few units of energy in celery. But if you eat uh, a steak, there are a number, a huge number of uh, units of energy, they're called calories, that are in a steak, for example. Um, if you have um, ice cream, and it's regular ice cream with the butterfat content up there like it should be to make it taste good, you're going to have a lot of units of energy, or calories. So those calories, units of energy, are what our body uses to allow us to think, and to allow us to see, and allow us to motivate, and allow us to get up and walk, and allow us to transport ourselves from one place to the other, allow us to live. Without food, it would be impossible to survive. But the way it works is not just that we eat food, therefore we survive. But if we eat food, and the right kind of food hopefully, but we eat the proper things, the vitamins, the minerals, all of the calories will work together to keep our body whole. That's the idea. Without food, we can't live. Without the nutrients that God has in those food, uh, in that food, working in our bodies, and our body taking that those nutrients and and digesting them properly and putting them in the blood system and putting them into into our bodies. Without that, without the wonderful working that God has placed in our bodies to make them work properly, we could not survive. Now, if the chemical reactions never took place, if the metabolic reactions never took place, and those calories were not usable by your body, then you would die anyway. It wouldn't matter how much you ate. If you only ate roughage and you uh, ate the roughage and that's all, then you would die. It's the story uh, that's apocryphal, of course, but the story of the guy who's trying to teach his mule how to live on nothing. And he got pretty good at it until the mule just up and died one day. What was he feeding him? Well, he said, I started out feeding him hay and fodder. And then I put in about 10% sawdust. And I finally had it up to 95% sawdust. And for some reason, he died on me. 
Well, of course he did, because I, all he got was roughage. He didn't get any vitamins, any minerals, any nutrients. Well, while that story is uh, told often just to show the silliness of some people, the truth is that that's the way it is in spiritual things, too. Now, I'm, I'm diverting from the text and digressing from the text for just a moment, but we need to understand that unless we eat properly spiritual food that's been provided for us in God's Word, unless we eat that, unless we imbibe it, unless we uh, infuse our very spiritual lives with it, then we become weak and malnourished, and then we die, or at least come close to it spiritually, because we're so weak and emaciated. And then every attack of Satan becomes a bitter attack and a worse attack, because we have not been partaking of the bread of life which came down from glory. It's important for us to be studying God's word. It's important for us to be in the word and in prayer. It's important for us to be with those of like precious faith, worshiping together with them and enjoying the blessings of having friends who love the Lord helping us day by day. All of that's important. Let's get back to the text. And we see this. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. And their response was a good one. Lord, give us this bread all the time that we can live on it. We want this bread forever. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Now, here, if we go back in the book of John, and we see in uh, chapter uh, 4 and following, we find that Jesus gave himself, actually verse uh, chapters 2 and beyond, but he gave himself as the water of life first, and now he gives himself as the bread of life. Notice, you got to have both to survive. you got to have both to live. you got to have both to thrive. You have to have both to grow. The water of life is Jesus Christ. The bread of life is Jesus Christ. We need to be immersed in Christ, and we need to be filled with Christ. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believed not. Notice that? He said, I want to go back to verse 35. He said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. The message, the message from Christ is, I am that which will 
give you life, and I am that which will sustain your life. I'm talking spiritual here, folks. I'm not talking physical. And Christ was not talking physical. He was talking spiritual. And they were missing the very fact that he was talking of the spiritual. They missed that. They missed that completely. Oh, how thick-headed they were and how dull-minded they were. And we are too. Oh, how how it pains me to say that. I hurt when I think about it. But there are so many in our world today that just go on in their sin. They're going to damnation. And they're not giving it a second thought. Here, Christ says, I've shown you myself. I have presented myself to you. And yet... You do not believe. If you come to me as the bread of life, you'll never hunger spiritually. If you come to me as the water of life, you will never thirst spiritually. It is a spiritual situation. This is what he had a problem with with the woman at the well. This is what he has a problem with with these people who are looking for miracles in the physical, who are looking for feeding in the physical, who are looking for the bread in the physical. They're not making the transition. They're not making the leap into the spiritual, which is where they have to be if they're going to see what's going on. The spiritual is truly what matters. All of this physical stuff is just part of it, but when we pass from this plane of existence into eternity, we will know that the spiritual, which is the eternal, is the most important. We put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, as Mr. Mason, who used to teach me at Bancroft Bible Camp, would say. You put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. And so we've got to be very careful that the emphasis isn't on the wrong syllable. We've got to be very careful that we don't put the emphasis on the present, on the temporal, on the, uh, the uh, carnal, on the fleshly, on the thing that will pass but we must put it on the spiritual. And that's what Christ is trying to teach them here. I say unto you, I said unto you, verse 36, that ye also have seen me and believe not. These people are still asking for a sign. My goodness, how dull they are. They're still asking for some uh, understanding of what he's going to do to show them that he's something special. When he's shown them and shown them and shown them. Unfortunately, my friend, we have too many people around us, and perhaps you know of someone, or maybe you are one, that simply have never come to this place of trusting Jesus Christ with their eternal destiny. They've never accepted this bread of life. They have not life because they've never partaken of life.
They've never placed their faith in Jesus Christ. They don't know the water of life and the refreshment, uh, the refreshment that he gives us in the Spirit. They don't know the, the wonderful full feeling in the Spirit from the bread of life. They've never come to faith in Jesus Christ. Perhaps you're one of those. If you are, there is nothing to keep you from placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ this very moment. Nothing to keep you from it. Give yourself to Christ today and do it completely that you might know the water and bread of life. Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the Postal Service, our address is the Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blountville, Tennessee, 37617. That's the Bible class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Buffalo, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve Him.